you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Tips After 50 podcast. I'm your host, Susan Rosen. Today's show is about blood pressure reading errors or mistakes. I'm sure that everyone listening is familiar with a blood pressure reading. We all get it taken whenever we go in to see the doctor for any reason. And we also all know that being on the lower end of the scale is best and that having high blood pressure is a problem. I didn't know exactly what blood pressure was technically or why it was so important until I started to work on this podcast. I mean, I knew that it was involved with heart health, but that was really as far as my knowledge went. I found out that what a blood pressure reading measures is the pressure, surprise, your blood exerts on the walls of your blood vessels and arteries. That that pressure varies depending on your heartbeat strength, the flexibility of the vessel walls, the stickiness of your blood, and your health, age, and physical condition. I also learned that as soon as your pressure goes above normal, you start getting damage to your arteries, which is a risk factor for, among other things, heart disease, stroke, kidney failure, and damage to other organs. All of this really got my attention. And so we come to this show's specific topic, which is the American Heart Association's list of blood pressure reading mistakes. So what they mean by mistakes are the things that we do or our doctors or nurses when they take or when we take our own blood pressure reading. These mistakes actually are all within our own control. And we really shouldn't rely on our doctors and nurses to get it right because 90% of the clinicians tested by the Heart Association at one of their conferences got it wrong. That tells you that this is something we as patients need to take responsibility for. These quote unquote measurement mistakes from the Heart American Heart Association can lead each of them to an artificially high reading. They also make it clear in their article that the errors aren't what they call additive. In other words, if, you, if there are two of the errors that each could add up to 10 extra points to your reading and you do both of them, then you're only at risk of adding a total of 10 points, not 20. So no matter how many of these you do, you're only going to be exposed to having a variability up to whatever the highest number is. And some of these can be pretty high. So there are seven of them that the American Heart Association published on their website in April, 2018. And as I was reading through the list, I saw that I really hadn't heard about any of these. I'd be interested to know if any of you had heard about any of these before. And if you have, let me know in the comments because 
I don't know how much this has really gotten out into the public. So let's start going through them. The first mistake is having a full bladder, i.e. you haven't gone to the bathroom. This can add 10 to 15 points to your reading. So remember to stop at the bathroom on your way in to see your doctor or when you're taking your blood pressure reading yourself at home. Next is poor support when you're sitting, which can increase your reading by six to 10 points. Make sure you don't slouch, that you're sitting up straight with your back supported and your feet are flat on the floor, or if you can't touch the floor, then make sure they're on a footstool. Third is having the arm with the cuff on it being unsupported. I'm sure you can figure out what that is, but if your arm is hanging by your side or you have to hold it up while someone else puts the cuff on and then does the reading, it can add up to 10 points. What they suggest is to prop your arm on a chair or counter or whatever else is around and have the cuff be level with your heart. The fourth error is especially important to avoid, and that is wrapping the cuff over some sort of clothing, so your sleeve or whatever. Make sure to put it on your bare arm. If you don't, it can add anywhere from five to 50, that's five O points to the reading. The next error is the, when the cuff is too small. And I think that this would usually apply to people who are taking their reading themselves, but you never know. <clears throat> they suggest that you have your healthcare provider check out your cuff for you before you start taking it yourself at home. And that would be mostly when you are just getting the blood pressure machine. Number six <clears throat> is sitting with your legs crossed, which could add two to eight points. And this kind of goes along with number two, which had to do with having your both, both feet supported on the ground, which if they were, of course, you would not be crossing your legs. The last error, number seven, is to not talk. Stay still, silent, and breathe normally. Talking, which includes talking on the phone, answering questions, or having a conversation with the nurse, can actually add another 10 points to your blood pressure reading. So those are the ones that were in the American Heart Association's posting. There are a couple of more errors that I found in the UC Berkeley Wellness Newsletter that were suggested if you're taking your blood pressure yourself. But I would think that <clears throat> a lot of these actually also apply for when you're going in to the doctor. The first one is don't smoke, consume caffeine, or exercise within 30 minutes of taking your blood pressure. Take your blood pressure shortly before <clears throat> you take your antihypertensive medication assuming that you're on this medication. If not, don't worry about it. Measure your blood pressure at the same time every day, which obviously works when you're doing it at home. Don't take it when you're feeling stressed or anxious. And lastly, take two measurements five minutes apart and then average the two, which again would probably be more for when you're at home. But if you have a problem with your blood pressure, I would think that that would be something you would want to do at the doctor's as well to get a better feel for what your real blood pressure reading is. So that's all of them. And as you can see, it can be very easy to potentially add extra points to your blood pressure numbers without knowing it. 
And getting an accurate blood pressure reading can be really important because it can mean the difference between getting medication prescribed, which you don't need, which can be just as bad as not getting medication you do need. So as I said earlier, please leave me a comment whenever you listen to the show or on my website, healthytipsafter50.com. Tell me if you like the show. Also, let me know if this info was as new to you as it was to me. I look forward to hearing from you and be assured that I read all of the comments I receive. If you do go to my website, you can also sign up to receive my free ebook. And as always, remember that I am not a doctor and whatever I talk about on this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. That's it for today's show and I will look forward to talking to you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.